I'm Colby McFadden, and for the last two decades, I've worked with some incredible families and individuals, helping them manage their investments and finances. I'm a father of two daughters and recently a grandfather of two granddaughters. And it really got me thinking about what resources are there for women to find a trusted, reliable source for investing in savings. So I reached out to Kristen Yoder, a good friend for years and somebody I've really appreciated their ability to call out BS. And I asked her if she'd like to work on a project where we could create a trusted resource where women could turn to, to learn about savings and investing. Hi, I'm Kristen Yoder. I'm a 16-year Los Angeles cannabis industry veteran and host of the Cannabis Detector podcast. My co-host and I have collaborated on a series of episodes focused on investing in cannabis in the past. So when he approached me about doing a podcast focused on helping women build confidence in their money management skills, I jumped at the opportunity. Welcome back to another episode of Confidant Investor Podcast. I am here with Colby McFadden, and we have an exciting episode because I dipped my toe into some stuff without talking to him, and now I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, why don't we recap, Colby? Let's go back to go forwards and catch everybody up on what we've talked about in the past. We we started the, the process with really talking about the difference between confidence and fear in investing, and then that led us into talking about what different kinds of money personalities people have and how to harness the strengths and the weaknesses of those money personalities to make better decisions. Then we segued into time frame because how you can manage risk is, is knowing your time frame of things. And along that way, we've been building up to this conversation of, okay, what kinds of investments are appropriate for people in different parts of their portfolio? And at current time, what's going on is there's this amazing euphoria. I've been in money management 25 years. I haven't seen this kind of euphoria ever around all kinds of things. It's just sucking all kinds of people in to try new things. And Kristen is experiencing that. And so tell me, so let's just catch everybody up to what's happened since the last time we talked. Patience has never been a virtue of mine, which is good. I'm never having kids because I like literally couldn't deal with it. But I wanted to start looking at different apps and stuff. And so I had a person in crypto be like, dude, by Dogecoin, Elon's going to be on Saturday Night Live and it's going to boost it. And I don't know anything about that, but like, whatever, I'll trust it because fuck it, who cares? So I'm like, I downloaded Weeble, which is a trading app, but because it was on a Saturday, I couldn't, like I deposited money, but we needed two days for it to go through because it was like an off day. So I found another site called eToro that had Dogecoin and I was able to debit, use my debit card. So I just put a hundred bucks in there and then I bought $95 worth of Dogecoin. And was like, I don't know what's going to happen, man. I might make a little bit of money or I might make a lot of bit of money, right? And then I just didn't even pay attention to Saturday Night Live, which I got to say, he was pretty funny, actually. You know, there's something about like that deadpan humor. I guess I relate to that. Anyways, yeah. So he basically called Dogecoin a hustle, <laughs> like on one of the sets, like, and it did not go as expected. When I bought is probably when a bunch of people sold because I think I bought it at like 61 cents. 
So let's see, where am I at now? So I spent 95 and so far I've lost $34.51. But I go on Reddit, for better or for worse, whatever. They're like, dude, Dogecoin, Dogecoin, like now it's time to buy, buy on the dip. Hodl, hodl, everybody, like to the moon. And they're like, yo, if you get scared on the dip, like then we don't need you, Doge family. And I'm just like, I mean, within the past six months, it's gone up 22,400%. That's fucking insane. And it's like a meme coin. Like, what is it? Like, I don't even know, dude. Everyone is like, buy more. Like, oh, I just... I just put 10K into it and like all these people. And I'm like, well, I didn't even barely spend any money. Like the worst I can do is just hold on to it because if it continues on the trajectory that it's been on, eventually it will go up more. I don't know what's happening, dude. And so every day I check it and I'm like, oh, it went up 8% or like, oh, it went down 15%. I don't know, dude. And then Elon this, Elon that. And then I guess yesterday he said something about Bitcoin. And from what I gather, a whole bunch of cryptos like went down. But then people are like, buy on the dip, hold, like, you know, because everything, Ethereum, all of these cryptos are going up a lot. And I mean, dude, I remember when Bitcoin hit like, two hundred dollars or something like that like a few years a couple years back everyone made a shit ton of money and then it bubbled out like popped and it like dropped and i was like oh my god dude i just lost all this money but then also i'm reading you don't lose unless you sell so don't sell if you're losing but how do you know really then i read just everyone like buy coins now and then delete the app come back to it in a year because it's a super volatile time right now. Who do you listen to and what the fuck is going on? I I literally don't know. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to unravel there and a a lot of good stuff because you're not alone. And, and even, (laughs) even professionals, people who trade and invest for a profession, they go through the same struggles, maybe quieter, maybe less extreme or, but nonetheless, if you deal in markets and you deal in any volatile market or what we call risk asset, and your entry is peculiar or wrong, and that could be early or late, then you know, you're going to get a lot of different questions and emotions. So let's kind of dive into it with a couple of questions. When you went and did the app and you made that first purchase, what was your thoughts? What were your feelings? Tell me about that. So I justified it as... I mean, Dogecoin and Elon have some sort of relationship. He was going to be on SNL. And a crypto guy who's made a ton of money from crypto was like, I heard from a cast member that he's going to shout it out at the end and do with this what you will, which was, I'm not telling anyone anything because I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. And, you know, this is someone that I'm planning on working with possibly. So why not try it? You know, that's why I only put in 95. But then also when I'm looking at it and I see all these people being like, oh, I just bought more. Like I just cashed in this for this. And I'm like, dude, should I put in another hundred? Like, I don't know. And then I'm like, nah, let's just see what happens. And it was supposedly going to skyrocket. 
And that did not happen. Actually, it lost. It went from like 67 at its peak to like 47 by the time SNL was done, which yeah. is like the opposite of what was supposed to happen. Yeah. Everyone's like, it's volatile. Like this is how it goes. There's always a dip and then it goes up more. So like just HODL, which yeah. I Googled, hold on yeah. for dear life. Life. Yeah. So well, I'll tell you one of the most valuable lessons that I've ever learned is, is the phrase buy on the rumor, sell on the fact in all risk assets. When the fact comes out, when the, the event happens, whatever everybody is expecting to happen usually doesn't. It's the opposite. And, and the reason being is that most successful or savvy investors are trying to get involved ahead of the curve. They're trying to catch the next wave, not be behind the next wave. So they're typically going to start taking positions of risk when they start to hear the rumors. And then if they start to get confirmation of the rumors, they may start to add to that risk. And then when the event happens... Because just think logically, once the event happens, what's to look forward to? You know, so the, the event was, hey, Elon's going to mention it on Saturday Night Live. Well, once it happens, crescendo moment, it's over. You know, the, totally. the love making, yeah, the love making's done. I mean, everybody, it's, you know, light a cigarette and take a nap. That's what happens in finance. And, and what, what the ones that are late to the game are the ones in, in, that's what happened here is that your timing was bad and that could be temporary. We don't know yet, right? Because you don't know what happens in the future. And so because you instinctually knew this and, and the other thing that was going on there is what we call transference. You had people that you liked and you respected telling you that these things were possible and that helped encourage you to take the risk. So we always have to make sure that if we're going to get transference, if we're going to take advice from people, we really want to make sure that we kind of dig the surface on, are they a confidant? Are they somebody I really trust? And do I really know them well enough to know that what the F they're talking about? You know, the thing that, that you did extremely right is your position sizing. The biggest mistake investors make when they make their first investment is their position sizing is too big because they think they're only going to win. That's why I asked, what were you, what were you feeling? Because you were feeling that, hey, you know what? It could go down, it could go up, whatever it may be. I'm not going to take enough risk to where it's going to hurt me. And that was the smartest decision. A lot of other people and other money personalities, they would have put a thousand dollars down and they may have only had 500 to spend. And then the next day they're going, oh man, what did I do? I, I bet it on black and red came up. Yeah, I'm reading that in the comments. People are like, I'm 10,000 in. And I'm just like, the way I see cryptocurrencies specifically, because I have, I have zero background in it, it's gambling, straight up gambling. And so I'm not going to bet more than I can afford to lose. So I thought 95 bucks, win or lose, it's not that painful. And it'll be, it's like kind of fun to be in the thingy with everybody, but it's not like I'm going to cry about it because, you know, nothing happened really. And in the meantime, I am invested still. So it's like, I feel like I'm part of a team, but also yeah. this team is, there's the people who invested when it was like 0.0003% of one cent. And then there's people who got in at like 
60 cents, which was me. <laughs> and so yeah. some people are doing hella good and other people yeah. are not. And so, yeah, like it's not that big of a deal, you know. Well, now that now that you're in the position, right? So you, you've, you've started a, a position. You've got in a, a position now, whether that was a trade, like, hey, I'm trying to get in or out or an investment. You know, so right now we'll treat it as an investment. Hey, this was your first foray, your first foothold into that particular asset. Let's now talk about what you might want to think about doing next. Okay, let's take a break and come back to that. Are you curious to know more about investing? Are you looking for a resource to help answer your questions about investing? More importantly, would you like a confidant that is obliged to put your interest first? not the interest of some crazy chat board. Then visit quiverfinancial.com and sign up to attend our next event. At Quiver Financial, we are fiduciaries, which means our advice must be in line with what is best for you. Visit us today at quiverfinancial.com to learn more and get on the path to being a confident investor. Okay, so what do I do next? What do you do next with the doge? Well, one of the things that, back to position sizing, is if you have an investment that you're interested in, and let's say you have $200 to spend on it or $1,000, whatever it may be, you want to treat the process in stages or in, in professional terms, we call them tranches. And so maybe you divvy that money up, that risk capital Maybe you divvy it up, divide it up into three or four different tranches. And so let's say in this particular case, you started with $95. And let's say that you were willing to invest a total of $400 over a period of time. The time is relevant only to you. And so now you have the first position in there. Now what's going to happen is it's either going to go higher or lower. And what you're looking to do is to continue to dollar cost average based on how the price moves. So at some point in the future, then you'll make another decision to take another $95 and put it in. If it happens to be at a lower price, now you're averaging your price down lower. And and assuming that this volatile asset is going to continue to rise, and this is where we get into the difference between a secular rising tide that's where like hey over the years it's going to go higher more than not and so even if you enter in temporarily at the wrong time just the fact that the tide is rising yeah it might take two or three years but you know your mistake gets washed away that's what we don't know is 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 are these cryptocurrencies are they in this secular rising tide where they're going to continue to get more expensive over time we don't know greater you know we don't know how long this greater fool theory can go out because they can extend a long time well, that's why main thing is you're not risking large sums of money and you take it over a period of time that you're willing to keep allocating if you believe that what you're buying is truly something that is one of the, in a rising tide that is going to go higher. You don't know that for sure, but that's just helping you align the probabilities because everything in investing is looking at what's possible and then using tools and resources and education and your experiences to take all those possibilities and narrow them down to probabilities. And then from there, you risk your capital on the things that you think are probable. Yeah. So, I heard that there's another meme coin, Shiba, 
that the Ethereum dude got money from or something that is supposed to be like the Doge competitor. I don't know. I If I look back at the historical data for Dogecoin, it goes up and down, up and down, up and down, but it keeps going up and then it'll go down and then it goes up a little bit higher and then down. And I feel like also taking into mind when people are like, you don't lose until you sell. I get it. I get what they're saying, but you also don't make money till you sell. So I guess, I don't know. So far, I've lost a third of my investment. I feel like I'm just going to let it go for a while. Like give it another week or two and see what happens because it's so volatile. And if in six months it can gain 22,000% in value, then what's another couple weeks? To me, it seems like it's so volatile. I, I have no fucking idea, honestly. The concern that you would have as an investor looking at it from all the angles is that, okay, even you know, as you hold something, you are having opportunity costs because that money could be somewhere else doing something else, you know, in an asset yeah. that's going up while this one's going down. There again, that's why position sizing, diversification, and doing these things consistently over time and making this part of your lifestyle. Hey, I do this with this asset. I do that with this asset. And you're building a portfolio that has all these different components. Oh, it's got some stocks. It's got some bonds. It's got some gold, silver, crypto, whatever it may be. That's why people diversify a portfolio is because you really don't know in all the cycles when it's going to go up, when it's going to go down. And you're really trying to think and focus long term. What's happening now, and you experienced a little bit of it in that transference, as people were telling you about, we will start to get this fear of FOMO, fear of missing out. And, and that's really palatable right now with people is they're, they're chasing everything because they're like, hey, I missed this. I'm not going to miss the next one. So fear of missing out is really, really a strong driver right now. And at the end of the day, you know, it's just greed. It's greed from the other side. So when you have times like that, then you just know that the animal spirits are around driving everybody. Um, And so you play smaller and you think longer term and you just realize that in life, the reality of life is, is that 99% of the people out there make their wealth over a long period of time, being very consistent in what they do, being good people. These stories of, oh, so-and-so quit their job because they had a big, you know, sure, that happens occasionally, especially right now. But you know what? It's not how you build your life. They're bubbles, right? It's all bubbles. The shit pops all the time. Mm -hmm. So this leads me into another thing because I'm a Reddit person and I just started following more of stonks and other things. And... I was reading about GME because it's really interesting because we know that it's being shorted. It like screwed Melvin Capital. And so this one person posted a bunch of different things to learn about the types of financial manipulation that funds are doing to GME specifically. And that's when I learned about naked shorts and watched a documentary about it. And there was one point where it showed that there were more stocks on the market than GME ever released because of naked short selling, which is illegal and obviously totally happens anyways. And it's like, 
in this documentary, they were talking about how there is this company Eagle Crest or something like that. And this guy who knew about naked short selling was like, they are going to short sell your company. This is what's going to happen. First, you're going to show up in the news, all this bad news. Then there's going to be a big play on your stock. Then you're going to show up on this list by the SEC. And then one other thing. And the guy was like, yeah, whatever, dude. And then it all happened. And then they shorted his stock to hell and totally destroyed his company. And they did it with Interferon, the first company that came up with it. And then it made me realize there's so much to media when I'm looking at, and I should have known because they do this in cannabis. It's like the press releases are literally used to pump the stock, but they don't hold value. It's like how you advertise in a regulated market. And so watching this GME thing, it's just so much of like a mind fuck in a way, because I'm like, who do you believe? Wait, what about all these sketchy funds that are screwing people? How do you win? Yeah, well, I'll share the knowledge that I have that I think is relevant in that is that all I know is that the idea of the pump and dump has been around forever. For most guys on Wall Street, you know, you, you, you know, for hundreds of years or however long Wall Street's been around, there's always going to be a group that are trying to stay ahead of the regulators and doing pump and dumps. And, the, and pump and dumps is, you know, where, you know, you pump a stock up and then you dump it out. And how they do that has changed over the years as regulators have gotten better and as technology has changed and things of this nature. A good probably 15, 20 years ago, all of these Wall Street firms really got into the habit, probably, you know, probably 20 more years ago, got into the habit of hiring a bunch of smart kids out of MIT and places like that that had technology backgrounds, not finance backgrounds. They've built some of the best black boxes that you could ever imagine that trade very quickly and do all kinds of things. And if all of the people that are getting new into investing right now using technology as their tool to access that investing, if they're going to interact in that world and think that these guys that have been doing this for decades and have created the technology around it don't have the technology and the tools to manipulate chat boards like Reddit, and if you don't think they'd have the money to pay PR firms to you know, do press releases, if you don't think they haven't figured out how to pump and dump in cryptocurrencies, because come on, people, if they can figure it out in a highly regulated business like the stock market, you think they can't figure it out over in the decentralized world, we're probably being a little too naive there. So, you know, at the end of the day, as an investor, what you have to understand is that that these things happen in waves. And right now that's really happening. And what you want to do is be very contrarian and actually almost do everything against your feelings, the opposite. It's like, you know, it's like SpongeBob opposite day. When you want to buy, you should probably be selling. When you want to sell, you should probably be buying. And and that's the counterintuitive hard part of the emotions of investing is, you know, the trick is buy low, sell high. Well, to buy low means you got to be buying something when the news is bad. Nobody yeah. wants to, you know, and but everybody wants to buy when the news is good. Oh, Elon's going to be on us now, right? Oh, it's gone up 2,000%. That's all good news. Those are things that happen very rare. That's when so you, you have sell. To, 
Yeah. And so you have to think on the opposite side of that. Hey, that's great. But, you know, and always look at charts. I, I'm a visual guy. I, I know not everybody is, but I'm a big believer. You got to look at charts because in the years I've done this, the investments that make people money, the things that really matter have a trajectory that is nice and sustainable, just like nature. You know, think of an angle in nature that's nice and sustainable over time. Things that do parabolas or parabolic moves, you just have to logically think from nature and science. Something that moves that fast up is going to lose trajectory. And when it does, it's not going to sustain a level angle. It's going to have to come back and reversion of the mean is the thing that teaches investors the most is you, right now these things are outside of their mean. They've got to return back to the norm. What you want to do is you want to, when you start to allocate more money in the future to Dogecoin or whatever it may be, you want to make sure that it's back in that mean of the past trend. Yeah. Okay. So I think this is for the next episode. We'll get into that because I, on Webull, it was like, take this course and then you get a free stock. And I was like, well, word, because I don't know what I'm looking at. Plus I get a free stock. So I like did all these things and I have no idea what I was supposed to have learned. And I think we should talk about that in the next episode because you're right. It's the charts and I don't know what the green and the red things are. And like, it's just, yeah. Well, we're ready. We're ready for, yeah, we're definitely ready for two things. One is how to manage the risk with the charts and the other is how to put the allocation together. So anyone holding doesn't really distract your mind all that much. Yeah. And that's when I learned about paper trading, which is something I think I'm going to do for a while before I invest money. So just so I get a feel for it, you know, because Mm -hmm. you're right, man, the emotions is crazy. It's Wow. Like, I guess I haven't really even had emotions until like this winter, this past winter. And now I'm like, oh, my God, they're everywhere. Everyone stay tuned for the next episode as we get into the technical nature of understanding charts and and the ups and the downs and volatility, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you next week. See you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in for this week's episode of The Confidant Investor. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to rate and review us wherever you get your podcast. And be sure to sign up to our email list at confidantinvestor.com for more great tips and advice. See you next week.